Wine and Shine, where Tracy takes a closer look at issues that at first glance seem to be a permanent part of Luxembourgish life and hopes to find out who or what can solve them. As Luxembourg continues to grow both economically and demographically, it faces the same challenge as other countries. It doesn't have enough people to fill in jobs that need to be performed. Between a waning attractivity stemming from the lack of affordable housing, mobility issues and a high cost of living, among other factors, and a mismatch between the skills current job seekers have to offer and those skills employers are looking for, new solutions must be found to help tackle the issue. In this episode of Wine and Shine, we will look at whether artificial intelligence could be one of those solutions, how it can be used, and what needs to be kept in mind when implementing it. To answer these questions, I spoke to Albert Mukaber, a French-Lebanese neuroscientist, clinical psychologist and author, who was present at the Chamber of Commerce's conference on the future of skills training in the face of AI. Luxembourg has a workforce shortage. That much is undeniable. In the medical field, for instance, there are only three doctors for every 1,000 residents, and between 2018 and 2022, 3,000 healthcare professionals left the field or the country altogether. Another example would be that of Luxembourg's lack of tradespeople, something that has a consequence on the Grand Duchy's much-needed and promised energy and digital transition. The Chamber of Trades, at the end of 2022, estimated that an additional 1,700 artisans would be needed just to answer the existing demand. There is no way to skip improving Luxembourg's image, legislation and ecosystem to attract and retain the workforce it needs, of course, but over the past few months, a new possibility has been germinating in the minds of entrepreneurs. What if we used artificial intelligence to face this issue? And how could we use it? If you put them next to one another, AI and skill training don't really seem to have an immediate connection. After all, many, when thinking of AI, think of ChatGPT and other programs of the kind. What could these possibly do to help someone learn a trade, for instance? The short answer to this, according to Albert Mukeber, is... I think the way AI could be useful, first of all, is training to use AI. We need to become AI literate because these are tools that are going to become more and more present and we should learn either how to use them or to protect ourselves from them. ChatGPT, the current face of AI in the public mind, launched only a few months ago. And in that time, it has taken the world by storm especially because it has so much potential and evolves so quickly. It's fresh, it's new and it's shiny. Can artificial intelligence be the rapid cure-all that companies and employees want it to be? To this, Mukeber says, I think really the most important thing is to learn how these tools work, to be literate about them, much more than using them to enhance magically training and learning by humans. So... If AI is to be considered as a solution to the workforce shortage, one step then could be to use it as a way to train people, when it makes sense. But, as Mukeber underlined in his keynote speech at the conference on 28th of June, AI programs and human brains 
have very different ways of collecting information and connecting the dots between different sets of data. Yet, some might consider or be worried that AI could replace humans over time. Would that even be possible? And if so, would it be beneficial? It depends. I mean, it's very hard to say impossible. The first major problem that we have with this hypothesis is that we don't know how the human brain works. So how are we going to create AIs that mimic the brain when we don't really know how the brain is working? And we're still decades, some may even say centuries, away from understanding the brain. So we have a first obstacle is that you can't mimic something when you don't understand how it works. The second thing is, can AI replace parts of our human activities, such as jobs, it also depends on what we're going to do. If we're going to have AIs work instead of uh, the workers and then the workers have free time, we have universal income, everyone's getting paid without working. Yeah, like, I mean, I think most of us would agree that if work becomes a choice and not a constraint, not something we have to do, it is something that would be desirable. AI could very well one day replace some human activity and this could be a positive to lighten the workloads on existing workers. However, as history demonstrates and Mukeber points out, humans cannot seem to compute the idea of some people just not working. We're just going to find other things. You have to, we, I will always be like, don't underestimate our capacity to find stuff to do that are completely pointless. <laughs> Therefore, putting at risk hopes of having a sufficiently large workforce for the increasing number of jobs that are being created. Add to this the fact that many jobs of the future simply don't exist yet and will need to be supplied with a workforce as well. Unfortunately, there is also another factor to take into consideration. The cost of labor. The neuroscientist explains. Again, we have so many machines that could replace a huge part of extremely hard jobs. And we don't because sometimes it's cheaper. Like if you want to go uh, to the crops and then plant strawberries and then you have to pick them up, uh, it's cheaper to get illegal labor and pay them very low wages than to go buy a super high-tech machine that needs servicing, that might uh, break down, etc., etc. We, we have to remember that, unfortunately, it's a terrible thing to say, but human labor is cheap and industrialized resources are often expensive. Until we get to a point where AI can replace humans not to their detriment, but for their benefit, is it really necessary for companies to prepare an AI strategy? For Nicola Schmidt, the European Commissioner in charge of jobs and social rights, who spoke at the conference as well, the answer is yes, absolutely. Companies and their workers do not have the luxury not to prepare for artificial intelligence to be integrated in their structures. As he said in his video speech, companies need to invest in their AI strategy and in their skill training, as it will be impossible to guarantee the energy and digital transition if employees are not trained to adapt to the technological changes to come. Just to name a scenario, in 2023, in many sectors, the idea of hiring people who do not know what the internet is or who don't know how a computer works would seem a bit grotesque. But... A few decades ago, computer skills weren't expected from everyone. And if an employer did not invest in training their staff, some of their employees were not trained to keep up with technological advancements. 
with technology now playing an important part in many people's lives, continuous training throughout one's career is essential, something that the Chamber of Commerce likes to underline. And this, of course, applies to artificial intelligence as well. What is key, then, is not just to implement AI in a way that makes sense for the business, but also to teach employees AI literacy, Mukeber says. To make people AI literate is for them to be able to protect themselves from these things, because we have this tendency of thinking that if a machine tells us something, it must be true. Despite collecting information and generating connections differently from the human mind, artificial intelligence still has cognitive biases. After all, it was created by humans and fed data also created by humans. Training people on AI would therefore also mean helping them to take the information AI generates with a pinch of salt. If, if I see a picture of something, I mean, it must have happened with uh, image generative AIs like Midjourney, with large language models like ChatGPT, people have this naive belief that the information is true. If I ask ChatGPT what are the best biographies on uh, the history of Luxembourg, I would imagine that the recommendations are really good. Making people AI literate is for them to realize that maybe in this list some of the books don't exist and ChatGPT just invented them because ChatGPT is programmed to answer and not say I don't know. And what will it take to make sure that the information provided by artificial intelligence programs is correct? For Mukiber, the answer is fairly straightforward. Time. This is what happened with all our technologies. Uh, when we invented electricity, we did the most horrible things. We tried electrocuting animals, we tried to put it in water, put it in the clouds, like anything and everything. And then fields mature. And now no one is trying to wake up by putting their fingers in the electric socket. So time and maturity will uh, clear the, 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 the foggy path that we have today. ChatGPT has been out for less than a year and everyone is trying to bake it in in their applications, in their startups, in their companies. But it's just being excited. Things will settle down, down the road. So, to companies... The message for larger institutions is to prepare an AI strategy, yes, but as Mukeber details... At least make sure you're implementing because it's useful, not just because you want to say that you're powered by AI. So why are you using it? Are you using it just to join the, the bandwagon? Or do you really have an interesting application, such as finding cancers prematurely? Like, is it solving something real? It's also about how you use certain types of AI. Here... Mukeber says. It's just that we have to be careful that right now the AIs we have hallucinate. They just, another way of saying it is they lie. They invent information. So if you use ChatGPT to summarize a paper, it's going to do great. If you use ChatGPT to generate an email that you want to send that's quite generic for some seminar you're making at your job, yes, of course it's going to work. But if you ask ChatGPT what could be wrong with you and you give them your symptoms and you're not a doctor, you won't be able to do the difference. If you are a doctor, you can use ChatGPT as like a hypothesis emitter. Maybe ChatGPT will think about some rare disease that isn't accessible to your mind. And then you can fact check it. But if you're going to like 100% go all in on what ChatGPT tells you, you're going to have a bad time. Of course, it can help us in a billion ways, but we have to work more together and be aware of its limitation and not just think that it's in opposition automatically or 
give it our blind trust just because it seems to speak like humans do. In the end, will AI replace us in all of our jobs? No, or at least not immediately, according to the experts. Could it help Luxembourg face the workforce shortage in some way? Yes. Until it does take the burden off workers, it can act as a support tool, not just for training purposes either. If used correctly, it can allow fewer employees or less time to be spent on certain tasks. Those resources can be redirected towards other projects. AI can also be used to train employees in a different way to deal with transitions and jobs that have yet to be created. With the world changing as quickly as it does, the best way to prepare is to train staff, not just to deal with AI and the information it produces, but also to want to pick up new skills throughout their career. Take the time to understand how they work before implementing. Don't give in to the hype of people one coming and then it's going to change your life, etc. Talk to researchers. Think what are you trying to make better because it's just going to, it costs lots of money and you might have to backtrack the whole thing the way things are today. That was Wine and Shine with Tracy.